Hey, it's time for the news here. Ears up, in-depth, coming at you from beautiful California slash New Jersey. And the New Jersey component of this show is, of course, Jeremy from SpectroRadio.us. Jeremy, I want you to speak up very loud because your microphone clearly is broken. My microphone is in such good condition that it's almost as beautiful as the state of New Jersey it itself, <laughs> the sound coming out of it, okay? Uh, what you're doing. I don't know. Almost as beautiful as the state of New Jersey. Because it, whenever you hear, when someone goes, hey, what's, what's a beautiful state? The first thing that springs to mind is New Jersey. It's gorgeous. Yeah. We um, have, oh, I think we have more shoreline than, I don't know. Actually, you don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, so I got good news and bad news, Jer. Uh, give me the bad news. The bad news is I can barely hear you. Okay. The good news is I've solved a bunch of audio problems in the studio. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. it yeah. It does seem that way. So if, well, I mean, I guess, you know, thinking about it, the, the, the main issue is that I could hear you clearly. And now I fixed it. <laughs> and you fixed it, and now you can't hear me. So that's great. I think, it's, I think you should just don't try to fix the video. Uh, otherwise, we'll be completely out of business. I know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so for those of you guys who, who watch or who listen to Ears Up In Depth, and specifically who watch on YouTube, which in case you didn't know, uh, become a fan of our Facebook page and Instagram or whatever, and then you'll know when the, the live shows are. And then you can jump in to the YouTube chat room. The link uh, there, and then you can chat with other people listening. We have a, a decent amount of people listening, and they're a bunch of nice folks. So, um, you know, tune in there. But, <clears throat> excuse me, we've always had this underlying hum, this like electrical hum. Uh, and then I could also hear that uh, a separate hum through the computer that I'm talking to Jeremy with right now. But I replaced the cables, I spent 60 bucks replacing all these cables and all of the hums are gone everything is pristine audio and then i call up jeremy and he sounds like he's it sounds like he's talking to me without microphones from new jersey and he insists that it's my fault it has to be all this tinkering and it has to be your fault there can't be can't possibly be related to my audio problems even though you just redid everything well it's my computer my simple because i simple humble computer because i didn't change it i just changed the the cables i didn't adjust a setting or a volume control or whatever you're just you did you need to admit it now (laughs) stop fooling you know you can fool me you can fool yourself you can't fool the listeners Okay. Well, know. all right. Well, anyway, I'm pretty proud of it, regardless if we have <laughs> podcast <laughs> issues now, which would, you know, that would be my luck, <laughs> is now we have issues with the actual recording of the show. Because the YouTube, I always thought, was sort of ancillary. Like, I only do it because of the chat room, because I want people to be talking, and, and we talk with you guys in the show or during the show, and, and I think that's really fun and, until it distracts Terrence and Bev, and then I get real mad. But for the most part, I, I love it, but it was always a podcast first. But now that potentially the podcast recording at least whenever we talk to you is uh at risk uh, i don't like it so much anymore well i have a question when yeah. you tested the audio do the other mics in the studio sound okay well i necessarily didn't test <laughs> the audio because i just replaced okay. the you know what <clears throat> i'm gonna put them all up i'm gonna go around i'm gonna check them Right now. Oh, my I'm going to do it God. on the show, Jeremy, just to prove okay, fine. to you we'll just do it live. We'll that do it everything's live. fine. It's fine. Can you hear this me? Is this is Terrence's microphone. Can you hear me well? 
Well, it's not a question of if I can. Okay. I can hear you all the time. Can you hear me now? This is can Beverly's you, microphone. Can you hear yourself is the question. Can you hear me now? This is Taryn's microphone. I can hear myself just fine. I'm not the problem. You're well, the problem. Why don't you plug me into one of those microphone inputs? Because that's not how it works. I've seen that. I've seen that nest of cables. Yeah, I, dude, I have a. It is literally a rat's nest back here. But that's not how it works. It's yeah, not. Well, it's not. You're well, not coming from a microphone. Well, it's coming. It's coming from somewhere. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, you know what? Because this is your fault. I'm going to have you go first. Give me a story first. By the way, I have three stories. They're two of them are really short. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have been living under a rock, you probably have heard about the coronavirus outbreak. I have. The outbreak of the potentially fatal virus, which it's fatal, but at a very small percentage. Like if you watch my local news, you would think that we're it's Ebola coming here. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's pretty bad. I guess. I guess. Uh, it originated in the central Chinese city of Wuhan and has been suspected to have originated in an illegally traded animals in a seafood market. Uh, it has swept the country of China with over 6,000 confirmed cases as of today. Thousands more suspected, um, suspected but untested cases and 127 confirmed deaths today so far smaller numbers of confirmed infections have begun to pop up in other countries including the five confirmed cases here in the united states chinese government has acted taking unprecedented measures to contain the virus including the quarantine of millions of people in several cities across china as part of the cuts to transportation and amid nationwide closures shanghai disney resort announced that it would close the resort on january 25th According to its website, a precautionary measure in line with prevention efforts taken, taking place across China. So Shanghai Disney Resort closed. Shanghai Disney Resort will assist in the refund for guests who have purchased tickets for admission to Shanghai Disneyland, have booked a resort hotel, or have booked tickets for Beauty and the Beast Mandarin production through the original ticket purchase channel. But what about people holding annual passes? Oh, good question. You ask, Jason. I would love to ask that. You should ask. As the extent of the closure is still unknown, Shanghai Disney Resort will offer annual pass holders an extension to the expiry date of their annual pass equal to the number of days the park is closed, with all related benefits being valid before the expiry date. So not to worry if you were a Shanghai Disney Resort pass holder. Well, not to worry about your pass. You might have other things to worry about. <laughs> right. Not the pass. But initially, Hong Kong Disneyland Resort stayed open amid the outbreak. At first, Hong Kong announced on January 24th it would suspend all face character meet and greets as a precautionary measure. Because, you know, that's like their bare... I guess they think that the the goofy costume is protection enough against the virus. (laughs) Well, but but why why protect the cast members but not the guests? Like wow. I think if you're going to shut down face uh, character face character interactions, then you should shut the whole park down. You can't have one and then just have people milling around on Main Street. It's the same thing. Well, I think the thought there is is that you that if if that person gets infected, they're much likely more likely to pass that on because of their close proximity to people all day long. Hugs, hugs, you know, all that. Mm. Whereas, like you, you know, if you're standing in line in Starbucks and I walk by, it's not necessarily like I'm going to get it. 
Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. I, the, from what I understand, China, the Chinese people culture has a uh, very small personal space bubbles. And I'll go right in your face and talk to you. As a New York City subway writer, I can confirm that. <laughs> See? So, I don't know. I feel like it's just weird. But anyway, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because Hong Kong Disneyland announced the following day that it, too, would close indefinitely on January 26th, joining its mainland counterpart as the virus continued to spread in intensity and travel throughout China increasingly has become restricted. Several airlines in the United States, including Delta, United, and American, have completely cut or severely reduced their flights to China amid massive cancellations due to fears over the outbreak. Hong Kong Disneyland had already suffered from severe losses in attendance in the back half of 2019 as months of continued protests that turned increasingly violent kept tourists and some business travelers from visiting the city. Uh, we've noted right here on this podcast tales of empty areas of the park and most wait times around the parks rarely exceeding five minutes over the last six to eight months. Now, with this coupled uh, with Shanghai's closure, it will be interesting to see how Disney offsets those now rapidly mounting losses. Uh, but the fear, in uh, according to some travel industry experts, is that just the closure of Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland won't just have a negative effect on Disney's uh, fiscal performance, but the fear that now with the virus having cropped up here in the United States and most certainly going to increase because it's contagious uh, and we're only just starting to really test, it's, it's almost assured that there will be more cases, that even people in the United States will start to reexamine their travel plans, potentially looking at uh, the the potential for virus transmittal on crowded flights. Maybe they don't want to get on a plane. They don't want to travel very far. And also going to places like Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom and other high-density places where people are packed in just doesn't seem like necessarily a safe idea while this virus is popping up and spreading. So um, that's still to be seen. We know that they can easily calculate, you know, how many, how much they'll lose day to day by having a park closed. But what is the impact of just a general fear and the public saying, maybe we drive to the ocean instead of flying to Disneyland. So lots of other options on the table. So we will have to see what happens and how Disney will offset any potential losses in the future. But that's where we are now in a very rapidly developing story. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I had a, a doctor's appointment yesterday, yesterday. I didn't even want to go. I almost canceled it. Just because for, of the coronavirus. Yeah, but it, but I'm also insane. So I feel like that's there's true. a there's a you know catch-22 or whatever. It's like, well, either I go to the doctor's office or I stay here and, and stay insane. Either way, I'm still crazy. And it was fine. I mean, I don't know. But the hard part about it is it's contagious before you show symptoms. So you don't even know you have it and you're giving it to other people. Well, that that's is part the of the issue with it. It also has a very long incubation period, which is the time that you can be carrying it and contagious before even any symptoms start to show. I think it's something like two weeks, which is very long. Wow. Like the common cold is like five days. Like other things, you get sick and then you quarantine yourself almost before you can spread it further. This thing can linger for a while. But I read an article. There's a lot of myths about this virus. You have you should be afraid to go to the doctor. Your fears are warranted, but really, it's more because the chances of you getting the flu this year, even if you had the flu shot, are much higher than getting the coronavirus. 
and the flu is deadlier. Yeah. More people die from it. Yeah. So don't go to the doctor, but it's because you don't want the flu. <laughs> or just don't take my advice and maybe go to the doctor. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do, man? It's too late already. Um, yeah, you went. You're probably <clears throat> infected with something. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely sure. <laughs> um, speaking of too late, I don't know what that means. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Jeremy, as if we haven't talked about this stupid land enough on this show, uh, created a lot of buzz when it opened, and rightly so. What is, without a doubt, an achievement that will push the theme park industry in a new direction, the outpost of Batu has many, many interesting and exciting layers to it at least on paper. When the land itself opened, it lacked some of the cooler elements previously announced, but that's okay. We all understand budgets and yada, yada, yada. Uh, the hierarchy of buzzworthy, buzzworthy things in Star Wars land was probably, in my opinion, something like this. Uh, the Millennium Falcon. This is all stuff that I think people talked about in order of importance, right? The big Millennium Falcon right there. That was pretty cool. The Cantina in Disneyland. That's pretty cool, too. Then you have Smuggler's Run, because Smuggler's Run is not as cool as the Cantina or the big giant Millennium Falcon there. And then the fourth one is Sporks. Yes, Jeremy. Yes. The metallic Sporks used at Docking Bay 7 to create a uh, created more buzz online than even Kylo Ren's life-sized TIE Fighter. Then the big X-Wings there on the path leading up to Batu. Then even Stormtroopers walking around. I remember seeing online so many people were talking about these dumb metallic sporks, more so than the fact that there were Stormtroopers interacting with guests. Uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty weird. Like most shining stars, the sporks' time in the spotlight burned out quickly as guests dining at Docking Bay 7 were taking the unique utensils home with them. By accident, I'm sure. But many of them somehow were ending up on eBay which I think was more of an issue. Folks taking them to sell rather than just to have. There's a, I, I'm going to differentiate there, and I'm not going to tell you why. But I digress. Can I, I tell you why I like sporks? Tell me. Well, what's the deal with sporks? Yeah. If you're, especially if, you, if you're thinking about a plastic spork, you're taking what ultimately would be two things of plastic that could go into the environment. And now it's really only one, so you're reducing what you would pollute. But these are metal. So a metal spork is very good for the environment. Well, um, sure, but I guess considering that the metal is extracted from the environment, I don't know how good it is. But also, if you have, I mean, what, when was the last it, time you ate it? down, it'll rust, it'll turn back, you know, ashes to ashes. It goes mm. back into the environment. A plastic spork Whatever. in 500 years is still going to be a plastic spork. Eh, no, it'll be brittle. But... When was the last meal you had where you had a fork and a spoon? It's usually one or the other. Uh, lunch today, I think. I don't what did you have for lunch that you required a fork and a spoon? You liar. Uh, I can well, see it in your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. But anyways. I'm sorry, but I just want to tell you why I like sporks. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Um, well, I have good news for metal spork fans out there. Not metal heads who enjoy sporks, but people who like metal sporks. Disney is bringing them back. However, not to use during your meal. Underneath the cargo section of the menu in Docking Bay 7 sits a line item that reads, Spork, 1095. Ugh. Yes, Jeremy, you too can plunk down $11 for a spoon with tines and a carrying bag. It comes with a little carrying bag. What I love. Well, we've talked about this on this show before. Yeah. Can it not be 999? 
Like, why does it have to be ten plus one? Like, can it just yeah. be a t- like? Let me take a ten dollar bill out of my pocket. Which, yes, I know I'm weird because I have a ten dollar bill in my pocket. Yeah. Can I just hand them a ten? Stop with ten ninety five. That is so stupid. Yeah, I agree. I, I tend to oh, yeah. agree with you I, there. I get annoyed with bad prices. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's funny because the timing of this story sort of coincides with what I was talking to Taryn about, I don't know, four days ago. I was Somehow we were talking about these dumb sporks because it just kind of pops up every now and then. And I said, you know, what they should have done is just offer them to buy. You pay five extra dollars and you keep the utensil that you use or four dollars or whatever. Right. Little did I know that they were trying to charge ten ninety five. To me, that's insane. That is, I mean, we talk about price gouging. You either buy a beer or a spork, and you know they're going to sell out. You know people are going to be buying these things. But I think that if people, it, it goes back to this sort of like eBay Disneyania culture, where if people would stop buying crap online uh, and Disney to sell online to turn a profit, we wouldn't get prices like this. I think this is specifically speaks to trying to stop theft and then reselling on eBay. People steal stuff from Disney all the time. I don't think they care about that so much. But it's the people who went in to say, I'm going to take this to sell online because people will buy it. I mean, people were selling them online for $75 the day the Star Wars land opened. That's, I think, more to the point. Steal stuff, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But don't turn and sell it online. That To me, I think I think three-fourths of the people who steal, who stole those did it just to sell. And it wouldn't have been such a problem if people weren't so greedy for 75 bucks. Well, thank you, Star Wars nerds, once again, for driving up the price and sitting in your home for a sport, spending $75 on a sport. This is why, this is why the parks are so crowded. Yeah. In spite of the fact that they keep raising tickets, because apparently people who love Star Wars have limitless disposable income and they can 70 if you'll spend 75 dollars on a spork what will you ultimately spend on a ticket to go to star wars land oh exactly 100 percent. i mean they should they should be charging 500 dollars to get in there a day they probably will one in 20 years i mean that'll probably be where it's at so i blame the star wars (laughs) (laughs) sorry me too but they're easy targets well they are Anyway, that's my spork story. So I'm sort of excited because I, I do think it's a cool. I remember eating with it. It was a cool thing to eat with. It was. It felt. It was. It was part of that land, right? But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to pay eleven dollars for it. That's that is insane. And I Does think it come you, with you know like what? a little butter knife. No, it comes with a carrying bag. Mm. So and I think you're crazy if you buy if you spend spend ten ninety five for this. I think that's it's way too much. Yeah, it's ninety-five cents too much. Exactly, what I think. <laughs> exactly. Have Should you be heard even. about Disney's new princess, the Jewish one? No, no. Okay, then no, I haven't. Apparently, I'm incorrect. Her name is Princess Megan. Okay. Well, to be tr- sure, it's Duchess Megan. No, actually, stop it. You're really ugh. Go ahead, Vanity. <laughs> I hate this story so much. Vanity Fair and Town and Country Magazine are both reporting that Meghan Markle, also now known as the Duchess of Sussex, although no longer known as Her Royal Highness, has inked a deal with Disney to do voiceover work. Last week, the royal family was rocked when the young royal couple, Prince Harry and Meghan, announced a desire to step back from their royal duties in the British monarchy to carve out a progressive new role for themselves. 
highlighting a desire to spend more time in North America uh, aware or away from their traditional royal duties. Reports emerged that Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, had signed a voiceover deal with Disney to benefit the wildlife conservation charity Elephants Without Borders. Uh, Carrie Burke, the president of ABC Entertainment, hinted at the news during uh, the Television Critics Association press tour, saying, quote, we have an office waiting for them in the Animation Studios building should they be looking to produce television. (sighs) ABC is, of course, a division of the Walt Disney Company. It wasn't long, however, that a uh, uh, wasn't after long, however, that a somewhat embarrassing video emerged from last June at the European premiere of The Lion King. Prince Harry can be heard hustling on his wife's behalf to Disney CEO Bob Iger, touting her voiceover capabilities. So, if you are wealthy and powerful, you already have one foot in the door. He says, "I was going to play you the audio, but I figured." I do it very well myself. Oh, I would love, I would love, I'm going to love this. Hold on. Let me get situated. Go ahead, please. Okay, so you Oh, you know, she, oh, wait. Okay, I got to do my accent. <laughs> you know, she does voiceovers. Uh, he asked, pointing at Markle, who was, who had her back to him because she was embracing Beyonce at the time. Oh, well, Bob, you know, yeah. Hold on, Bob. I have to embrace Beyonce. Right. It's a, sorry, Bob. Uh, Beyonce's company. And Bob Iger's like, oh, really? You know, he's being polite. Of course. You know how many times a day he gets that? Right. Yeah. Oh, Bob, here's my my resume. Bob, do you know we do podcasts? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Actually, no. (laughs) So Iger responds, you know, smiling. uh, And the prince, but the prince isn't done because that didn't seem right. He continues. Did you know that? You seem surprised. He's pushing the issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a, you seem surprised. For for an Englishman, you you would think he would have a more tact and grace. I mean, that is that's pretty ungraceful, it, to be honest. It's ungraceful, and actually, I think as a duke, his um, title he should be called Your Grace. <laughs> well, uh, but he's uh, it's a misnomer. Um. So no, he keeps on the. They shared a chuckle, and then Harry persists. She's she's really. She, <laughs> hold on, I'm doing. I'm perfecting my accent. Hold on. Uh, someone has to. She's really interested. He says, um, doubling down on the pitch. And she's uh, really interested. Right. So then I goes, well, sure, we'd love to try. He sounds <laughs> like, like that. The most the most awkward conversation <laughs> ever. <laughs> Uh, the New Yorker described the moment as the prince's sweaty palm seizing of a moment with Iger. And uh, the author of the article said that his friend or his or her friend said that the interaction makes one feel a lot less pathetic. <laughs> Just as a regular person, we don't have to feel so stupid all the time because right. look how terrible and how cringeworthy these royals are. That's so uh, bad. That is chilling for there. So bad. Yeah. So now that is how. In case you're wondering how someone like Meghan Markle gets a job voiceovering, doing voiceovers for the Disney company, it's when her husband, the prince, asks for it. <laughs> to That's Bob our new princess. Iger. How terrible. You know what? And I saw like rumors of that. I'm like, please don't hire her. The last thing we need is more p- 
Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel stories. And uh, it, 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 enough with these two. Who cares? Who cares about the monarchy in England? I get the pomp and I get the tradition. I get all that stuff. But in America, we don't care. Nobody cares. The only people who care are unhappy with their lives. I don't mean that. I'm just trying to be uh, bombastic. But still, yeah, that's the, not true because I love the monarchy. But the amount of press that they get, the amount of press that they get is is so overwhelming. It 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 bothers me. I'm saturated. It's like Star Wars. I've heard too much. I don't care. And then this happens where now she now she works for Disney. Now she got a job because because she's a princess. That's why. That's why she got a job. And I think that is uh, terrible and annoying. And for every person who is fighting their way to in the voiceover world or the acting world to hone their craft and to be good, she just gets a friggin' handshake from her husband. And then, boom, she gets a job. I think it's terrible. It, she definitely is has traded off the power that she has. Um, but one could make the argument that she was a talented actress. Well, that she was an actress before she was a princess so she's sure, not she, getting this just be she was an actress but but was she a voiceover actress right like would she have gotten would if she, she had just sent in a tape right under or you know had her agent call Sharon someone Patterson, at disney right right that's how said, these things happen but not having first of all what kind of feminist are you to have your husband i don't know i'm just oh, now i'm casting disparity on a whole other level yeah now. well you know that's how i get elevated man you do. Anyway, I think it's sad. I just, well, I, I think story. it's, dis- I'm really disappointed in it. It's annoying. Well, Jeremy, in the long list of remakes, getting the CGI slash live action treatment, Bambi is apparently next up on the list. Oh, God, save us. <laughs> I can't. Why? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought, too. And in fact, my the next line in my story is, now, there's not much to the story other than me saying, uh, oh my God, why do we need this, etc. <laughs> but I do think it's fun to sort of dig around and look at, you know, the numbers. And I, I got this from some article. And uh, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I guess I know why. Three-fourths of these movies make money. But recently, there's sort of a lot that, or not a lot, but there's a few that haven't made money, that have lost money, and, and I think it sort of speaks to the Disney fans just not caring anymore. So who, what's lost money? I thought they were all just like successes and I'm in the minority. And um, Both. Uh, last year's live-action <laughs> version of The Lion King became Disney's highest-grossing live-action remake. Even though it's not live action, making an estimated three, uh, excuse me, wow, 533 million domestically and 1.6 billion worldwide. Tim Burton's remake of Dumbo, however, was. I got a problem. Okay. What, you got a hair in your mouth? I do. I hate that. It's the worst. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Gross. <laughs> 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 are you good now i'm good all right tim burton's remake of dumbo was absolutely destroyed by critics and grossed just 114 million dollars domestically and on a 170 million dollar budget the original yeah, i know right so lost money the, although what I don't understand is, you know, they, they take like the, the theatrical aspects and everything 
and say, oh, well, you know, from opening weekend, it didn't lose, it didn't make any money. And so it lost money. But then over the lifetime of the movie, it ends up making money. Like John, um, John Carter of Mars, that Disney flick that tanked. Mm. I actually liked that movie. I thought it was pretty good. It made no money, but, it, but when it hit, um, like movie rentals and stuff, that's, and DVD sales, it made, it made its money back. So everything was like fine. They made money on the movie. Right. So, I mean, Fantasia eventually made money. It just took like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know why. Um, the original 1941 version of Dumbo is at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which who cares? Uh, while the 2019 version is at 47%. Meanwhile, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which is the sequel to uh, 2014's Maleficent, grossed $114 million in the U.S., <laughs> which is less than half of what Maleficent One made and reportedly mm. failed to recoup its estimated five hundred million dollar overall budget, even with overseas uh showings factored in. So Dumbo okay. lost money, Maleficent Mistress of Evil lost money. I, I I don't know what that means for everybody. If 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 this is uh you know a sign that the public is sort of bored with these movies that aren't good or uh, I, I don't know. I mean Dumbo Tim Burton has always been sort of hot and cold with fans as far as uh, that's why they, they kept his name off a of nightmare before Christmas, really, because they didn't want people you know, to not come to the to the thing. I haven't seen what? Dumbo yet, I, I, but I heard it was OK. But anytime you have a, a 60 minute movie and that you have to flesh out to add more time, you're going to have to add characters like there's a few characters in there that were added. So mm-hmm. it, it, already people aren't going to like it. That's my thought. Like, already they were doomed from the start, once you have to add characters. Well, I, he's not known for, although he wasn't he wasn't responsible for the Maleficent sequel, right? But Correct. Uh, I, he, oh, but he did do the Alice in Wonderland sequel, which didn't do well. Correct. So, I don't know. Here's the thing. This is what it comes back to for me. Tell me the thing, Jer. Bob Iger is not an artist. He's no. not a visionary. No. He is an accountant. He is a he is a business trained marketing business guy. Walt Disney was an artist. And so he created wonderful pieces of art that people loved and they made money. Although some of them did not, but for the most part, he was an artist that people loved his art, and that's why they made money. Bob Iger is almost the opposite. He knows how to generally make money, even like you said, like they they do eventually, for the most part, recoup their their cost over time. But these just aren't very inspiring. No, well, and and that's that's the the trouble. That's the the problem that I have is that they're remaking movies that are good and they're classics. I, I shouldn't even say they're good because, to be honest with you, some of these movies aren't very good. Go back and watch the original Dumbo. It's not a great movie as it stands in 2020. It's not. It's just it's it's boring. Snow White is not a very good movie as it stands right now. But I uh, would get crucified if I if I actually said that in a, in a in a crowd somewhere because this is what people grew up on. And it's not the fact that the movie is good or the writing is good or anything like that or the character development is good. It's the artistry. It's by hand and it's this sort of nostalgic, poetic sort of like thing but as it stands it's not a great movie the original dumbo should not be at 98 percent on on any sort of aggregate site it just shouldn't be and so i think if you, you once you start tinkering with these movies that aren't great anyways it, it sort of casts the originals in a better light 
because well that that's the way at least I look at it. Well, oh, they're remaking Dumbo. Oh, Dumbo was great and it sort of like positively reinforces my memories of watching that movie. And then so automatically, whatever's going to happen on screen from the remake isn't going to be as good as I remember Dumbo to be. But Dumbo, the other side of that is they're introducing characters we've already gotten to know. We already understand Dumbo's motivation. We already understand Pinocchio. They're redoing Pinocchio. Peter Pan. They're doing Peter Pan. They're doing all these movies. We've already understood. We've already met these characters. There's nothing new in that regard. We already know the story. So we're not going to be as impressed where it's my theory on like Star Wars four, five and six. The original trilogy was very, very good. Although if you break it down, filmmaking wise, it probably wasn't really the best. But then you have. What am I trying to say? So we've already been established with these characters and in this area, in this universe. Then the the Lucas prequels came out. These are brand new characters for the most part and brand new places doing brand new things. It's it's not going to be the same as when you first enter that world. Now we're used to everything. Right. You see what I mean? So it's not going to be as impactful as the first the first one, the original one. Unless you're really good at storytelling and you've made up a whole new thing that complements this, yeah. which is really hard to do. Um I think it's interesting that they're going to make Peter Pan. Peter Pan, dude. There have been many. I mean, look at there's been we've had Hook. We've had live action Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. Hook okay. was good because it wasn't it was Peter Pan. Pan. It was a follow up to Peter Pan. Right. It wasn't Peter Pan retold. Right. I mean, I, I, essentially sort of kind of, but it wasn't really. It It was a twist on it. Yeah. And, and so I liked um, that. Now right. if now if if they had redone Dumbo in a way where Dumbo was had a family or whatever, I don't know, he was still in the circus or he ran for congress or whatever, that would be interesting. It wouldn't be very good, <laughs> but it would be interesting at least. <laughs> anyway, um the studio has hired Geneva Robertson Dwaret who wrote Captain Marvel, which was awful, um, and the new, the latest Tomb Raider, which, did I see Tomb Raider? I think I tried to watch it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um, but anyway, and then Lindsay Beer, and she wrote something called Sierra Burgess is a Loser and Chaos Walking. Never heard of either of those things. Oh, those two masterpieces. Yes. <laughs> uh, Robertson Dwart and Beer are two of the most sought-after tentpole writers with upcoming credits that range from Warner Brothers' Hello Kitty. Uh, they're making a Hello Kitty movie? I hope not. Okay. To Fox Disney's Andy Weir adaption Artemis. To Universal's female Fast and the Furious spinoff. So these two ladies are writing a spinoff of the Fast and the Furious uh, movie franchise, all females. Yeah, that Which worked is, out well for Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever they well, want to do. I don't know. Ghostbusters heavy evening, isn't it? <laughs> Why? What else did you bring up? Were we up? talking about it before or were we not on the air when we were talking about it before? I don't think we were talking about it at all. I think that was... Oh. Yeah, maybe I'm just always thinking about Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think it was uh, my your version of me that lives in your head. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Fast and the Furious, I've never seen those movies. They have eight movies, so clearly people like that franchise. A yeah. female Fast and the Furious, sure. 
why not? But I sort of feel like at this point it's, I don't know, placating or, or, or whatever. I think that should have been done five years ago. Cause right. I think there are strong female characters in those movies. From what I understand, people yawn on blah, 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 blah about it. And I go, I'd never seen the car movie. I'm not a car guy. I don't care about car movies. Um, so right now it sort of feels like, eh, I don't know, a little too, little too late for that whole, um, thing. But, uh, anyway, that's what's happening. The, uh, Captain Marvel authors writing the Dumbo, or no, the, um, Bambi remake. Well, that'll be interesting. I mean, I saw that Little Mermaid is in the hopper to be remade. No, really? Yes. And you know what a good job they did with that for Broadway. So it's <laughs> that stands to reason that they should really be able to pull that one off. It closed so fast. Like, it was such a disaster, that. Uh, Aria. On Broadway. I mean, you can't even... You can't even imagine how horrible it was. Come under the sea. No reason to hold your breath. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great impression. Thank you. Hold, you hold your breath. Hold your breath. That was almost as good as my Prince Harry. Impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, my Sebastian sort of sounds more like a stereotypical African warlord than it really does like a Jamaican <laughs> lobster. Is he a lobster or a crab? He's a crab. He's a crab. Okay. Yeah. I'm going under the sea with all, all right. of the international aid that was shipped to Atlantis. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have another one, Jer? You have more stories? I have, well, I have just a brief one. Oh, well, tell me. Let me hear it. All right. So I've yacked on and on about mm-hmm. how Disney Plus stinks and we've canceled our subscriptions because the wow. bundles were weird and you couldn't get... Hulu without commercials bundled into the thing. Well, apparently I'm here to eat my words because recently, and I think kind of quietly, Disney Plus now has a bundle so you can take advantage of all of Hulu's services while still getting ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. So for uh, Hulu, if you bundle Disney Plus... ESPN Plus and just straight normal Hulu, it's twelve ninety nine. If you want Hulu with no ads, which trust me, people, it's totally worth it. Eighteen ninety nine is now the new bundle price that you'll pay. If you want Hulu with live TV, so Hulu with ads, but you could watch live TV, it's sixty one ninety nine. And then if you want Hulu with no ads and live TV and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, that's sixty seven ninety nine a month. This is so stupid. Just get cable. Yeah, at that point, get cable. Get cable, just get cable. Because you have to buy all of that requires Actually, an internet connection, which you're paying, what, 30, 40 bucks for? Uh, uh, we pay 95. Hey? Yeah, I pay 95. What kind of internet do you have in there? We have like 250 down. We have like a, a, a huge, because I need it to stream. Not so much down, but the up. It's the only one that I can get like over 10 up so I can push like high def TV. That's the other thing I fixed. If you watch the YouTube channel, thank you for reminding me, Jeremy. Um, the, the def was, it was always like 480. The quality was terrible. And I blame Taryn because she just didn't look at the right setting. I fixed it. So now we are going to be streaming in 1080 high def over on YouTube. Well, I will be excited to see this. <laughs> I want to see every zit in that room. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, I don't have a mirror for you. 
Roasted. Anyway, that's that's the story. So if you if you're like me and you hate Hulu commercials, um, and you really didn't care much about Disney Plus. This isn't the bundle for you. But if you really did, eighteen ninety nine. I don't know if that's a lot or not. If so, Hulu with no ads in general is eleven ninety nine. So is Disney Plus worth what is that seven dollars more plus ESPN Plus, which is there's never anything on unless you like MMA fighting and Indian leg wrestling or something like that or like bow hunting. Then you then ESPN Plus is for you. But if you know if you don't, then right. who cares? I don't, know. I don't know. I just have cable and it has internet and I'm like, I don't know. This is good. Yeah, but you're not really what I would call cultured in cinema. <laughs> so there's Oh, why that. did I have the Captain Marvel? <laughs> Dude, is that such a bad movie? It's so bad. I want to talk to someone who liked it. If you liked it, let me know why you liked it. I just uh out there at uh, Jason at uh, earsuphypenpodcast.com. Or maybe maybe we need an in-depth chat group going like a you know like a yeah. like a facebook in-depth group is there an ears up group no there's no group i see i don't understand the groups because we have the facebook page i don't either but i think okay. the groups uh you have one for supreme resort but then i'm like why don't you yeah. just have a page well there is a page i think for supreme resort uh, i don't know i think there's two things should we start a uh, should we start one for Ears well, up maybe in we depth? should just say, hey, guys, come post on the Ears Up page and we'll comment on it. Or someone post on the Ears Up page the benefit of groups. <laughs> and then we can learn. Hey, do you have that uh, logo for me, by the way? You want it? I thought you hated it. I didn't hate it. You said that you wanted me to noodle around a little bit. Well, have you noodled sufficiently? No, you were going to. No, I said you noodle on it. Just give me the stupid logo. We need a logo for the group. All right, fine. I'm going to send it. But if you complain. I'll complain, but I still want like, the logo. You were like, well, I go, here, here's this logo I just designed for you for nothing. It's really, I'm really nice and generous. And you go, hmm, it's all right. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to put this logo in the trash can. You know what Go else back. is is uh, very, very nice? Conti Ears. You go to ConciEars.com. They are our official travel partner. Uh, we love them over there on Concierge. If you've never been to any of the parks at all, I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't, but they will help you plan <laughs> your trip. Choice. Yeah, they will help you plan your trip to any of the parks, to Disney Cruise. If you want to check out Run Disney, so we're going to have Eric from Concierge on one of the uh, Ears Up shows in uh, March to That's talk. Very exciting. Yeah, talk about Run Disney. To talk about, all about Run Disney because we've done it before. We've talked about Run Disney, but we talked about our experience at Run Disney, which was our first experience, and that's it. And that was at Disneyland. But you do the you do the Paris one. I guess there's a Disney World one too. That was that's huge. There's a hundred thousand Run Disney races. So I want to talk to Eric about why people torture themselves running. Um, <laughs> no, just all the cool experiences you can do with that, and and how to prepare for it, and all that kind of stuff. So Eric over at Conci Years is going to be on uh, soon. It scratches that, you know, jock itch. Whoa, it scratches your jock itch? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know? Uh, so you, you gotta, oh, I know. Don't worry it, about you it. You get it out of your system. Yeah. And you can find more of Jeremy over at spectroradio.us. That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, Jeremy. Well, if that's it, I'll let you go. Enjoy your late New Jersey evening. Thank you. I will. It'll be nice. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>